The following is the English translations of Pastor Moen Wu's teaching on the book of Genesis, chapter 19 and 20, translated by David. Today we will read Genesis chapter 19 and 20. Abraham's prayer for 50 and down to 10 people, will God save their lives? Let's look at chapter 19, verse 1. The two angels came to Saddam in the evening. Of course, they are angels. From Hebron to Sadan, it was about 90 kilometers. For most people, it would have taken them two to three days' time to get there. But they arrived the same day. Lot was sitting in the gate of the Sodom. Not just anyone could sit at the gate of the city. You must have certain status and position in the society. When Lot saw them, he rose to meet him and bowed himself with his face to the earth. It seems Lot is open spiritually, that the eyes of his spirit appears to be open. Out of all those peoples entering the city, he's able to see these two angels are different from others. Just like his younger brother-in-law, he bowed down into them and right away he said, My lords, please turn aside to your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you may rise up early and go on your way. No, we will spend the night in town. Now, this is a test for Lot to see whether or not there's at least 10 righteous people in town. But he pressed them strongly, so they turned aside to him and entered his house. And he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread, and they ate. But before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both young and old, all the people to the last men surrounded the house, and they called Lot. Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us, that we may know them. We may know them in Hebrew means, let us have sex with them. So scary. This is the condition of Saddam and Demora. And yet Lot, a righteous man, actually lived in the city. God is reminding us that we sometimes We'll complain about the filth and the darkness around us, but we have no sense that we live in the middle. God reminded us that don't move your tent there. So we need to ask ourselves, even we are in this world, but we are not out of this world. Verse 6 to 8, Lot went out to the men at the entrance, shut the door after him, and said, I beg you, my brothers, do not act so wickedly. I have two daughters who have not known any men. Actually, his daughters are already engaged. And he says, Let me bring them out to you, and do to them as you pleased. Only do nothing to these men, for they have come under the shelter of my roof. Now what Lot was saying is hard for us to understand his logic. Offering his own daughter to do that? It shows that his moral has been tainted. At that time, when the four kings were fighting the five other kings, Abraham rescued Lot. He had to make the decision to stay with his adopted father and brother-in-law and staying on God's side, or he should continue to live in Sodom. He made a choice to stay there. So when hardship comes, it reflected Lot's inner morality, ethics, and even his perspective on holiness and God's will. He had no understandings at all. In verse 9, but they said, stand back. And they said, this fellow came to sojourn, and he has become the judge. 
Now we will deal worse with you than with them. When sin is manifesting, people will not care for anyone who is holy. Anything you persist will be taunted. Then they pressed hard against the man Lot and drew near to break the door down. But the angels reached out their hands and brought Lot into the house with them and shut the door. In verse twelve, it says that then the men said to Lot, "Have you anyone else here, sons-in-law, sons, daughters, or anyone that you have in the city? Bring them out of the place." The angel said to them, "This is Abraham's prayer about there are at least ten righteous people in the city. He appears not here, and the city is about to be destroyed by God." So Lot went out and said to his sons-in-law, who were Supposed to marry his daughters. Up, get out of this place, for the Lord is about to destroy the city. But they thought he was just jesting. So you see, even though Lot sits at the gate of the city with prestige and recognition by people supposedly, but when sin arrives, no one listens to him. He called him an outsider. We want to harm you even more than others. Even his own son-in-law did not believe in him. As you can see, Lot has failed even as a righteous person. In Hebrew, he addressed this particularly that he is a failed righteous person. What is a failed righteous person? God has chosen him, but yet he did not live out a life to manifest that purpose or calling. In verse sixteen, so the angel sees him and his wife and his two daughters by hint. The Lord being merciful to him. And they brought him out and set him outside of the city. This is Abraham's prayer being answered because God is merciful. Therefore, beloved family, please pray for your family who are not yet saved. It is so very important. Pray for our co-workers and good friends for the salvation of their souls. You never cease to pray. It is a good thing. Pray for our city and country who have offended God. It is so very important. Let's look at verse seventeen and eighteen. Last prayer in Abraham's prayers are very different. He says, "In as they brought them out, one said, 'Escape for your life! Do not look or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the hills, lest you be swept away.'" And Lot said to them, "Oh no, my lords! Behold, your servants has found favor in your sight." And you have shown me great kindness to save my life, but I cannot escape to the hills, lest the disasters overtake me and I die. Behold, the city is near enough to flee to, and it is a little one. Let me escape there. Is it not a little one? And my life will be saved. Abraham's prayer is for God's righteousness, for salvation of souls. In Lot's prayer, in contrast, is for his own flesh and comfort. I can go to the hills. It is too exhausting. This place is a lot closer and easier to get to. Lot's prayer is for the comfort of his flesh and not wanting to sacrifice. Many Christians today are the same way. Fasting and praying is so hard. This this much sacrifice is so hard. Share the gospel to others so hard. I need to practice so hard. Lord, may I just be a simple, common believer? This is Lot's prayer. Lord, you have saved my life, and I'm 
and I'm already a question. I'm not asking much. I can just be a gatekeeper in heaven, just like lost prayer, just as the first Corinthian chapters three, pass through the fire and receive nothing. In verses twenty-one to twenty-two, the angel says to them, "Behold, I grant you this favor, also that I will not overthrow the city which you have spoken." Now, this is substituting the next best thing what God wants to give him, and he continues, "Escape there quickly, for I can do nothing until you arrive there." So you may ask yourself here, how could God be limited? But sometimes, because God is merciful. And oftentimes, God has calling on us, but because we want to obey our flesh and desire, so instead He gives us the next best thing and not the best, or else there's nothing He can do. So, last prayer happens in many Christians' prayer too. In the last chapter, you see Abraham's prayer. God continued to reveal His will to Abraham. So, through prayers, you get to know God's will better and better. In contrast. Lost prayer is continue to obey his flesh, and his own desire, to the point that God's messenger said to him, "For I can do nothing." Then I will grant you the next best thing instead. What kind of prayer would you choose? So at the end, Lot did ended up being sorrier. All was destroyed. Lot's wife turned and looked back, and turning to a pillar of salt. How could that happen? So recent scientific studies have shown that where the city Sodom and Gomorrah were situated at the time had lots of asphalt and volcanic rock and lava. It is possible that when his wife turned because she misses her house and assets and all that they accumulated over the years, is at that moment she was covered by volcanic asphalt and turned into a rock pillar of salt. Was it a miracle? Or simply a result of scientific finding, all possible. But the key point is that his wife died. She should have saved from this disaster, but she died. So don't hold any reservations about the world. All we have and shall pass. In verse twenty-seven to twenty-nine, Abraham witnessed that he prayed for ten righteous people, and they did not exist. So he witnessed God's judgment over and cleansed the land. At the end, God will also cleanse the land. As children of God, we must pray without ceasing. Lord, may you receive more righteous people and prepare new bride. From verses thirty to thirty-eight, now Lot went out of Zoar and lived in the hills with his two daughters. He was afraid to live in Zoar, so he lived in the cave with his two daughters. Then his daughters got him drunk. Had sex with him and got pregnant. The firstborn bore a son and called his name Moa. He is the father of the Moabites to this day. The younger daughter also bore a son and called his name Benamite. He is the father of the Enamites to this day. Throughout the Bible, the Moabites and the Benamites continues to attacking and harming Israel. So Lot's weakness failed in righteousness to teach his own daughters, his own sons-in-law, and think that he was just justing. People in his community did not respect him, so did not think that he had picked the best piece of land in Jordan 
like Eden or like Egypt so beautiful. But God says that place is full of sin. If we make wrong choices, will result in this kind of ending. Not only you will be harmed, and so are your children. For more than ten generations, they could not enter God's space. You must hate the sins so you can be in line with salvation. And so very sad. So pray for us to have the fear of God. In chapter twenty, not sure why Abraham journeyed towards south without God's command. He was told to wait, and where they were. In Hebron, until next year when God's messenger will come, and he sojourned in Gerar. It is the territory between the Kadesh and Shuar. Kadesh means holy, and Shuar means common or secular. And Gerar in the middle means temporary place of balance. So God has already revealed to Abraham that with these places. You need to find a balance place between holy and secular. No one can live between holy and secular. Jorah shall not survive. Or either side with God and be holy, or we're not with God and be secular. So what happened at Jorah? The incident of selling the wife once again happened, like twenty years ago. We're not sure why and didn't know, just that Abraham. Didn't he just stay and wait for God's minister passenger? But his past weaknesses and failure came around once again. It is because God wants to bring a deeper healings. Let's look at the second verse. And Abraham said to Sarah, his wife, "She is my sister." And Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, "Behold, you are a dead man." Because of the women who you have taken, for she is a man's wife. So God knows Abraham still would make mistakes in his heart. That he moving south towards the direction of Egypt again, even though not as far, ended up still ended up in Gerar. Many Christians are like this. Don't go after God so hard. People would tell you, be down to earth. Trying to find a balance points between what is holy and secular, like this place Jerah. God revealed to you that what your weaknesses and failure from the past once again at Jerah. Just want to remind you: if you do live a holy life, and if you do not live in your Hebron, in this case, like Abraham, where God has promised you, all of your weaknesses and failures will come back again. In verse four. Now, Abimelech has not approached her, so he said, "Lord, will you kill an innocent people? Did he not himself say to me, 'She is my sister,' and she herself said that he is my brother? In the integrity of my heart, in the innocence of my hands, I have solved this." Then God said to him, in a dream, "Yes, I know that you have done this in the integrity of your heart, and." It was I who kept you from the sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. You see, not just Abraham was weak; even Sarah caved in, in her own wicked weaknesses by telling the king that, "Yes, he is my brother." Her name has already been changed from Sarai to Sarah. It went from princess 
to the mother of many nations. And Abraham is no longer Abram. He's now Abraham, which means fathers of many nations. A married couple, you must stay true to your calling and destiny. So you both need to pray with all your strength and not to lose God's blessings on you. So God stop this thing, can stop this thing from happening. Now, to, to preserve Abraham and Sarah, God reminded them to stay in God's covenants and promise. Verse 7 says that now the return the man's wife, for he is a prophet. This is the first time in the Bible that God used the word prophet. At Abraham's weakness moment and at the low point of selling out his wife, and when he lied again, God called him a prophet. So the key point is, Abraham, if you fear me, God, and I will reveal my secret to you. As long as you draw near to me and pray to me, I will open my heart to you. That's what God's essentially saying to him. Being a prophet is not about what you can do, but what is important is the relationship with God. In verse 8 and 9, so Abimelech rose early in the morning and called all his servants and told them all these things. And then the men were very much afraid. Then he called Abraham and said to him, What have you done to us? And how have I sinned against you that you have brought on me in my kingdom a great sin? If you compared what the Pharaoh said to the Abraham in the previous chapters and what the Abimelech said to him, are pretty much the same. So the same shame from the past, weakness, offense, repeated once again. God is not shaming us. He just wants us to heal us completely so, so we will not continue to sin and not choose to live in Jorah, a place in between holy and secular. Don't think that God's kingdom still have one foot in a secular world. In verse 10, Abimelech said something more than what the Pharaoh said to Abraham. He said, what did you see that you did this thing? To Abimelech, God said this to Abraham. Are your eyes still focused on your environment? This is a smash on his head to awaken him. Abraham said, I did it because I thought there is no fear of God at all in this place. And they will kill me because of my wife. In verses 12 to 13, Abraham shared his intentions. She's indeed my sister, that we have the same father, different mothers, and she became my wife. And when God caused me to wander from my father's house, I said to her, This is the kindness you must do to me. At every place which we come, say of me, he is my brother. Once you expose your past weaknesses and failures, you will be strengthened. That is why... Paul says that in my weakness, I am strong. When you speak out of my weakness and my worries, God will make me strong. So in verse 20, they are allowed to stay and were given money. But they did not live there. They still moved back to Hebron. What is special is that God wanted Abraham to pray for Abimelech and his barren wife and slaves. At that time, Sarah herself was a barren woman. But God's promise is here. In faith, Abraham, that he prayed, God used this to heal him. You are not a childless person, that you have a life. 
and you will have future generations. So through this prayer brought a significant healings. See verse 18, For the Lord hath closed all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. However long this happened, three months or years, God was waiting for Abraham to show up here. When Abraham had his breakthrough, people at that place were blessed by it. Only when he made public exposure of his weakness, God given the authority and became a father of many nations. And Sarah became a mother of many nations. They officially stepped into their destiny. So, beloved family, you have weaknesses. You have fear. But we can ignore what was said to Abraham. How can we ignore what was said to Abraham? What did you see that you did this thing? Our eyes must focus on God's promise. Our names have been changed. We are connected to God and we stand in His promise. We have power of the prayer. So dear family, hold on to this power and pray to God. Lord, what you granted Abraham, I want to be part of. Help me. I can stand up and fight today. I can rise to pray. Healing will come to my family. I can petition for the unsaved souls. Salvations will come to those who are in sin. And help those brothers and sisters who are weak. Remind them not to live a life as a failed righteous person like Lot. Encourage, love God with all their strengths. And seek and search after God with all your strength. So we can save them on Sodom and Gomorrah like the modern world.